Before there was Batman v Superman, there was Man of Steel. Was the world right to be divided, or should they all just shut up and enjoy some Superman? As we argue about which one is more accurate, you'll get spoilers for Man of Steel, as well as Batman v Superman, Superman Returns, Green Lantern, Godzilla, the 2014 Gareth Edwards version, The Fighter, Morning Glory, Interstellar, The Good Dinosaur, Transformers, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Bum, 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 bum. That's wrong one. Oh, wait. Star wrong, Wars. wrong John Williams. There it is. That's the one, right? Yeah, that's the wrong movie. I still think it was Star Wars. Oh, and it's still not the right movie. Come on, John Williams. Mix it up a little, and then I would have an easier time telling them apart. It's his fault. Quick, right now, someone do the Superman music again. Don't think about it. Go. It's Superman, here he comes. Okay. No, that's that turned into Star Wars again. Let's <laughs> start right and then go into <laughs> no, Star man. Wars. It turned into Star Wars. And there he goes. Up in the air. Man, because of this whole uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice thing and everything ensuing what from thing? it, there's a lot of conversation about the DC comic book universe and Batman and Superman and Zack Snyder. Yeah, everywhere I go, I hear about it. You're just out there washing windows on the street, and people are. I can hear muttering (laughs) below me. Zack Snyder. (laughs) Did you hear about Zack Snyder? Hey, window washer. (laughs) What do you think about this? What do you What do you think about (laughs) Superman? So what we did is we went back and we uh, some of us enjoyed, some of us less so, Zack Snyder's film Man Man of Steel, starring Henry. Cavell as Clark Kent and mm. yeah, Superman. Hunky. The Christopher Nolan produced, uh, you know, ostensibly gritty reboot of the Superman mythos. Now, in, what, what year did Man of Steel come out? Anyone happen to have 2013. it? 2013. Mm. That's not that so long a good ago, year. right? That's three, three years, years ago. ago. Trace years. Yeah, that makes sense. Trace Anya's. Man of Steel came out, and this was on the heels of who can tell me what year Superman returns infuriated audiences. That was 06? Are you guessing or are you telling me? I'm telling you. As a guess. My <laughs> best guess is 06. Do you got to guess that was before the, Patrick that was looks the, it up for sure? Was that the last Ooh. Superman where he gets shot in the eye and yeah. it bounces yeah, yeah. off? He doesn't punch anything in the movie? That's the only thing I remember from the movie is bullet well, bouncing That's not that. great if that's the only thing. No. 06. Not 06. Not wow. Yeah. Good job, Tyler. I remember Ooh. I saw that in theaters by myself and halfway through a nice young family full of kids Came in and sat three seats away from me. And halfway in, in an, em- in an empty theater. Oh. Oh. And did they ruin it in the middle? Of, the, of course, they ruined it. I had to get up and move away from them because they were being so loud. Miserable, utterly miserable. And they came in halfway through. What were they doing? Just hanging what out all doing? day. They're just Who ha- does that? That's probably they're just uh, j- jumping around between movies That's halfway amazing. through. They <laughs> said, "Come on, kids, let's go see the second half of <laughs> Superman." <laughs> I never understand why people even come in like you know the people that will come in like ten minutes late. Ugh. You've already missed. It's atrocious. Important crap at that point. If I'm paying that That's much commitment, money, though. Yeah. I'm going to watch all the previews. That's what I'm saying. I have my pre-movie snack, my movie snack. Yeah, I know I, you want the snack. I want the experience. So let me, now we'll get to that later, my Bethany's snack buying habit at the movie theater. Because I've got a funny like anecdote. A lot. I've got a funny anecdote about it. Uh, so 2006, Superman Returns come out. This is years after. What was the last uh, Christopher Reeve Superman? Anyone want to look that up? The How one many? where he... 
flew the world in reverse? No, that's the first Superman. Wow. Superman 3. No, 4 is when he got rid of all the nukes, right? Well, whatever. There's a bunch of them, and they got bad after the second one. And then, But Kevin Smith was going to make one for a while, right? With Nick Cage as Superman? Yeah, Kevin Burton. Smith was hired to write a draft of what at the time was called Superman Reborn or something like that. Superman Lives. Um, and they got Nick Cage and Tim Burton. Then fell through. When, when Tim Burton mm. came on board, he <laughs> threw out Kevin Smith's screenplay, hired his own screenwriter, and it got way into the pre-production mm-hmm. process. There's they videos online of Nick Cage wearing a yeah, bizarre biomech Superman suit. Oh, I gotta go see this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm so glad the world wasn't forced to see Nick Cage oh, as Superman. There's a documentary that got kickstarted right. about it called uh, Superman Lives or whatever, What the Heck Happened. I don't know. Look it up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating. That's a long title. So, I watched it. So it that left a big gap over the years Yeah, and Superman. Then Brian Singer of uh, X-Men and X2 fame come, gets hired to... They say, oh, well, we love what you did with X-Men. This is before the... X3. Uh, before X3 and before the prime of superhero films at the before time. Before Iron Man. Right. Yeah, X-Men was still like, wow, hey, Brian Singer, he really did something awesome there. So he makes Superman Returns and everyone hates it. The very first re-attempt at a Superman movie after Tim Burton's false start and everyone's like well that's stupid most of the complaints seem to be because Superman didn't punch anything and he flew around thinking a lot <laughs> he did it wasn't a bad I didn't think it was that bad he got shot in the eye that was cool <laughs> he got it, shot in the eye he picks himself up what's weird that people don't <laughs> often talk about is that it was a it was a sequel to the Christopher Reeves right. films it was set in the same universe it's like he's been gone forever and then he comes back Superman returned Superman returned yeah it was pretty weird. Uh, I remember watching it and thinking it wasn't as bad as people seem no, to No, I don't, I don't remember disliking it, but I also only remember the eyeball thing. <laughs> <laughs> so then fast forward another seven years into two, 2013. Zack Snyder, who is uh, famous at this point for making films like 300, the Dawn of the Dead reboot that was pretty popular at the time, and Watchmen, which we've mm. talked about on another episode, was pretty divisive among fans, but he still had enough notoriety going for him. People loved 300. They were like... You know, we may not have liked Watchmen all the way, but we don't know if it's his fault, you know, so... Uh, Didn't he do some of those Gatorade commercials? <laughs> sure, he did Gatorade <laughs> He had been doing their sweating <laughs> colors. <laughs> he had been creating his own visual style and doing all these crazy comic book movies and doing them well, and they're super R-rated. Remember, the rumor was that they asked him to do the Wolverine movie, and he said, yeah, but it's going to be rated R, and they're like, never mind. Yeah. So Zack Snyder comes on board to make a Superman he does. reboot. And Christopher Nolan, at this point, af- having finished his Batman trilogy, gets hired to produce the Superman movie. And it was on the premise of, like, Christopher Nolan. Hey, if you were making a Superman movie in a universe not completely unlike your Batman movie universe, that's a little more grounded in reality, how would you go about it? And he was like, well, I hadn't thought of it, but I guess I would kind of do this, this, and this. And they were like, well, great. How would you like to produce it? He said, sure. Him and Zack Snyder got cranking. And then and, and the Batman writer. And David yeah, Goyer. David David Goyer wrote a screenplay and the world got Man of Steel. Immediately, mm. the world did not like Man of Steel. Right. So tonight, we have a group of people that have all seen Man of Steel. So once I uh, mention that you're here, you just tell me if you're going to give the thumbs up or the thumbs down before we get into it on Man of Steel. So Mike Jensen is in the house. Hey, yeah, I'm here, and thumbs up. Thumbs up. You're a fan. I am a fan. And you're not just any fan. You're a big fan, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> Would you call yourself super fan? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Bethany Allen is here. Hello. 
And? Big old fan. You like Thumbs it. Up. You just love Henry Cavill. I do. I just love Henry. Is it Cavill? Cavill? Cavill. Henry C. I don't know, but... Cadbury? <laughs> He's English. Yeah. His name's Henry. It's so dark. Isn't it so great that they <laughs> cast an English actor to play America's superhero? It's how the world works, Tyler. But oh. I don't want you people uh, that to think that was a harsh reality. It <laughs> was a hard lesson to learn just now. <laughs> I don't want everyone to think I'm super shallow, and I only like it because super of Henry. Shallow? <laughs> I really do like the movie, like in general, even okay. if he wasn't um, Superman. And you saw it back when it came out in 2013. Is that right? I sure did in the theater. Wow. And you liked it then. Yeah, I liked it then. Okay. I I thought, wow, this was like now. Listen, now granted, I hadn't seen any other. Superman movies so I mean I only knew about Christopher Reeves from like a 2020 special you know what I mean <laughs> sure it was and the it's tragic later yeah. later half of yeah, his life yeah like yeah Him he wasn't fighting, doing well uh, right his paralysis, his injury, paralysis. Yeah. yeah spinal cord injuries but I was like whoa this is so awesome and honestly don't don't be like judgy but it might have been the first one of the first comic book movies I had seen in a is that right ever Okay. Mm-hmm. Or in a long time. Oh, That's a great question. I feel like one of the inside. first comic booky movies I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 it's probably got to be Batman. Okay. Which Batman? I grew up on Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. <laughs> the, the bad ones? Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the ones I watched as a kid. The objectively worst, yeah. horrible ones. I didn't watch the Tim Burton one with oh. Keaton. I didn't like Man, that one. You missed out having that as a childhood experience. I just just got a lot Sounds of Mr. Great. Freeze. Really. <laughs> Patrick's here. I'm here. I saw Man of Steel in the theater, and I loved it. It is great. Um, All right. And, you know, interestingly, I think the first comic book movie I ever saw was the first Superman movie. Is that right? Must be, because that's, I remember, have you know, it's like Star Wars or something. You always remember having seen it. You don't remember when you saw it, though, because it's just saw, you saw it when you were little. Anyway, <laughs> apparently none of us could thought okay, relate, you can't to, relate that to that at all. <laughs> you just remember seeing something. You don't remember when you saw it. Tyler, sure. nothing. Yeah. I don't. Are sure. you even yeah. listening to me? Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> Hello. All right, well, speaking of Tyler, Tyler's here. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, I only watched Man of Steel very recently. It really just in preparation of Batman v superman and uh, i have to give it a thumbs down okay mm. uh, divisive no, let me let me nuance that out a little no, i thought the movie right. was not great <laughs> okay <laughs> you now I but <laughs> but i i wanted to like it i do like it i'll watch it again and i won't nitpick it but i don't think it was a solid can i say something so wait you just said movie. thumbs down and then you said i do like it I love Zack Snyder, and I think it's worth seeing, but I don't know if it's worth hearing. Can I say something about that, though? You just saw it this year, right? Like 2016? Yeah. That means you have seen all these other super cool, awesome movies, like Iron Man and... <laughs> she just rolled her eyes Captain and America flicked and her all these other And all the X-Men movies. So you're comparing Man of Steel to all these great movies... And if you had seen it in 2013, you might have not felt. No, you just it mentioned a bunch of movies that came before Man of Steel, so we all saw those before oh, really? we saw. Yeah, maybe Iron Man was the most <laughs> modern. Iron Man was in Whoops. 2008. Oh, okay. I take it all back. It, either way, I think that it it holds up as a superhero film against them. Yeah, it's just I think so. not. Okay. 
It's just, I don't know. Mm, it just has, it has problems. Okay. Well, I'm Josh and I like Man of Steel quite a lot. Saw it in 2013 at a theater and honestly didn't really go in, go in Karen a, a ton. I don't really care about Superman. Frankly, I don't care much about DC Comics or their movies. It, but for some reason, I end up loving all of the DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I didn't really hate Green Lantern all that much. I mean, I thought it was mm, kind of... Didn't see that. It was kind of goofy and fun and... Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, had no, it was, <laughs> it was, it was fun. Sort of. It was fun. It was fun in a stupid way. I mean, I didn't watch it again after that, but I wasn't miserable. Um, and I can't tell how much of this is... Well, is no one here cares about Superman, do they? We're not. None of us are we're not, Superman. We're not fans. a bunch of Jerry Seinfelds. No. Yeah, exactly. No. So I played Batgirl a lot as a kid, <laughs> but I don't you think it played counts. Batgirl. Yeah, like I'd be wrapping a like a blanket around my neck. Mm-hmm. So and that that's the superhero you identified with was Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Well, all right. Batgirl. So. <laughs> or not Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl's <laughs> got. Uh, <laughs> but Batgirl has red hair. She does. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Guess I was Batgirl. Take y'all back. <laughs> I can't tell how much of the whole thing is like, you know, a lot of the the critique of Man of Steel. Tyler, you're gonna have to tell us where you fall in this because what I heard coming out of theater, half of it was from nerds who wanted Superman, a Superman movie, to be happy and bright and hopeful. They wanted something similar to what they had seen in the in the Richard Donner and the Christopher Christopher Reeves. Yeah, Superman films because that's the nature character of Superman. Yeah, it's very bright. He's the messianic DC. His, his power is drawn from the sun, so it's that's the cinematic Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this idea of having like a serious or gritty or kind of darker take on Superman was very unappealing to a lot of people. And then the other group of people just felt like it was unnecessarily complex and complicated and like existential think piece. Like it was to Christopher Nolan E with a lot of Zack Snyder visuals. And then of course the big complaint was that like for the entire third act of the film, that like the world is just being destroyed and <laughs> civilians are being wiped off the face of the planet as right. Superman boxes the crap out of Zod. Messed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't have any stake in the <gasps> Superman mythos. It doesn't, I don't, whatever they did, it didn't bother me. I thought that they told the story of Superman it's basic form just fine i wasn't i don't i don't care i think it's more <laughs> realistic and it's an evolving thing right i mean like at least what we're is? seeing him as like a real person if he's more gritty and dark i'm like good that's reality yeah <laughs> okay you know yeah. like i'm like why are you so <laughs> pissed about that like you're it's more sure. realistic anyway and it yeah. makes him it makes him cool like batman you know like i don't know and i feel like Really? When are we starting to care about all the people in the towers like that are getting crushed and stuff? Because we all watch Godzilla with nothing in our consciousness. You know <laughs> That's I mean? true. We're like, cool, Godzilla. kill the Like, stop on the buildings. Mm-hmm. You know? Godzilla really made a mess of San Francisco so in 2014. People so. are being a little bit sensitive, I think, to mm-hmm. that. I mean, you know. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Preaching to the choir over okay. here. Okay. Yeah, you need more violence. You need to feel it. You I mean, this is... Feel yeah, because you got aliens... And uh, destruction. So, yeah, people need to die. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness. <need> dog. <laughs> I think Bethany makes an interesting point, though, about Superman and his, this take on him as a character and it being darker, real life thing. The problem about Superman is almost impossible to re- relate to him because he's a Boy Scout type character that's inconceivably perfect. Like, he's can't be beat and all this stuff. But in the 
Zack Snyder version or take on Superman, he was actually quite complex and uh, he suffered and he was He's sad and too. lonely mm-hmm. and we kind of felt um, what it might be like to feel alone, utterly alone in every way and disconnected from even the people that you love because you're not like them. And I thought, oh, that makes me actually relate to or connect to this character in a way instead of being like, he's an alien that can mm-hmm. do anything. <laughs> Right, and because that those old ones make it is like cheating. It's like what what is the, what is his real challenge here? And like all the bad guys and his challenges were kind of Mickey Mouse at the end of the day. It's like oh, just fly around the world in reverse time. Yeah, or no kidding. Oh, his the bad <laughs> guy is just time thing. freaking smart Gene Hackman who's in a basement making evil plans. Like yeah. how in the world can Superman not beat Lex Luthor with anything that he would ever do? Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor. Yeah, and I love the whole God complex thing of like making the messianic comparisons to him and trying to figure all that stuff out because that's, I think that's how people would really see it. It's like, is, is this like yeah, an angel yeah. or a God or something? Because God or human. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. Well, what, what was wrong with people? This is great. Yeah. yeah. Tell I us, Tyler. I don't have any problems with that either. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you love it. <laughs> <laughs> My problems were probably mostly with the development of the story. Some of the, Screenwriting was just... It speeds up, up pretty fast sometimes. Not Yeah, the pacing was a little weird. The screenwriting was terrible. I feel like <laughs> Amy Adams... <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just, just went from just a little weird up. to terrible. It just sped up. Uh, I also think that Amy Adams was really poorly cast. She's Could have just, been better. That's fine. It was not a Lois Lane that was likable. And I know that she was Why? supposed to be obnoxious in a way. Yeah, she's not supposed... To me, she's not supposed to be likable. She's, she's like an annoying lady. Lois Lane to is meant to be obnoxious, but she's still meant to be likable. And I don't think Amy Adams managed to walk that fine line. I, I never thought, I don't know, something about her performance that just didn't quite fit the role. That's probably why they cast her. It just counterintuitively worked against it for you. They were thinking, oh, this woman's kind of aggressive and domineering. We should... Cast some kind of every girl pleasant person that yeah. will be likable in the role. Oh, Amy Adams. I maybe they saw her in the fighter and they thought, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Lois <laughs> Lane. Do that. It's like, no, that's not. That's. We should have gone another direction. Uh, well, who but, would you pick? Recast but, it right now. You've just been given the the job to recast. That's good. Who Lois would you do? I don't. I don't know. I'd have, I would need some time. <laughs> you didn't well, prepared. I don't have any solutions. I'm just presenting problems here. How about Rachel McAdams? You know, because she's like really likable. Uh, yeah, I think she'd be she'd be better. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you, Bethany. You did it. Good job. That's actually not a bad idea. Okay. Do you like it now that you see Rachel McAdams in your? Because she she was great in Spotlight. So and Morning Glory, that other stuff. <laughs> yeah. About time. She's been so many. No, I'm talking about when she played a journalist. In Morning Glories. Uh, but there was a few moments in the movie where I actually roll my eyes and exhaled a long sigh, thinking, what are they doing here? That, <laughs> that, uh, like, Kevin Costner was, was a great father. I think that was a great where are you cast. Going? Where are you going with this? And, and the storyline even between Kevin Costner and Kal-El, Clark Kent, I think that it was fine. Like they, they treated that relationship well of him trying to protect his son, look out for him, keep him safe. You know, that whole dynamic of hide your powers so that you can use them when the time is right sort of thing. That was great. But I think that that scene they contrived 
for Kevin Costner to sacrifice himself mm, was mm-mm. very weak. Mm-mm. The tornado? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you're oh. pushing Mark's interstellar buttons. Now, let me tell what? you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> you're in a car. You you pull up to a <laughs> traffic stop, right? Okay, I'm they realize, oh, crap, a tornado's coming down. Kind of cool. Tornado idea, very cool. <laughs> But <laughs> we all like tornadoes. But yeah. they all get out of the car and they slam the doors closed on that dumb dog and they start running for the overpass. And Kevin Costner decides, you know what? I've got to stand here in the middle of the highway and tell people as they run past me to go make their way to the overpass. They're already running to the overpass and he's waving them in that direction. Think, what are you doing, Kevin Costner? Get yourself under the overpass. He finally starts running when they realize the dog is in the car and Superman. Man of Steel is trying to go save the dog, and Kevin Costner stops him. No, I'll go save the dog. Well, you know why, obviously. I know why, but it's just at that moment, everybody is running around them. No one's being picked up by the wind. It would have been very simple for for Clark Kent to go over, get the dog, and walk back to the overpass. Yeah, but Kevin Costner had to Kevin sacrifice Costner, himself. All right, when you do that this, stupid like, dog, hide. Go hide somewhere. Don't don't let them see you picking up cars. That's all he had to do. There could have been plenty of ways for Kevin Costner to have not died. It was frantic. And Superman has gotten that dog. I I don't know why he didn't run. And Yeah, why didn't he run? He He broke his ankle, right? He could have hobbled. That was later. It still wouldn't have been crazy for Clark Kent (laughs) to run over there and help his dad limp back to the overpass because but even at that point cars weren't flying in the air yet people would have thought it was great. like they made I, well i just i mean well you just watched it like a week ago too so it's nah, like it's been a few weeks all right well i literally just watched it okay. and the tornado was like right there <laughs> it was on the other side of the street it wasn't like oh it's still like 100 yards away even, it was even right there kevin costner you, disappeared into the tornado he wasn't lifted off the ground and in that moment, it was very cool. Zack Snyder created a cool moment where Kevin Costner is standing there on the highway. He's holding out his hand and he's shaking his head and then he disappears into the wind. That was cool. But everything leading up to that moment was really weak. They could have found a better way. Well, I think that people are frantic getting out of the car. So Kevin Costner is standing there guiding like, yeah, I get it. He's even like chewing still, people. But then he's still, also he looking for people with trouble. And he, that's no, what he was he, just waving at them to get uh, to the overpass. I think he made he a got turn a towards the car. And he no got matter, a kid out of the car. Yeah, so he's that's helping. True. Even, even, <sighs> even if that is the case, where he couldn't have gotten away, he still went back for the stupid dog. Why did they make it for the stupid dog? That, that dog people, is people, man. People yeah. can relate to As it. a dog owner, man, yeah, that's <laughs> a hard thing. I, I, I can't. I can't. I just can't even. <laughs> I just can't. I, even. They needed a. I mean, they obviously. To me, they needed a moment where it just stuck out in his mind that this is how. Like he was willing to sacrifice himself for the importance. No, I get of, it. I get it. This is your secret, and we need to in keep big it that picture. Way. As a concept, it was cool, but the way that they made it happen was weak. When I well, saw it happening the first time, I kind of thought that he was like. You know, don't come after me to preserve the secret. But his thinking was, if I duck down here, I might have a better chance of surviving if I'm hob- hobbling out into the really? storm. I think I you thought, thought that, that too. No, yeah. no, nah, he yeah. was a goner. He knew no. he was a goner. That was it. He had given up. Yeah, he was, he was like, I'm. He dead. took yeah, a he, long he like shake of his head. Nah, on that he, one. he's like, it's hey, like getting under the the door frame. And you let's know. talk about Good Dinosaur for a second. They totally stole that scene. What the? <laughs> Good dinosaurs stole the scene from yeah. Man of Steel with the father and the son. Yeah, because he takes oh that long gosh, gaze. Wait. Don't tell me. 
Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Have you oh. seen Good Dinosaur? Oh, oh sorry, y'all. All right, so Superman and Good Dinosaur. Sorry, oh, brother. <laughs> big, big moment, big spoiler. Un- unnecessary <laughs> spoiler there. No, yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all watch that scene again. Okay, so the other scenes that I, I kind of rolled my eyes. Uh, when... Because we established the other one was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like Man of Steel put feel? too much emphasis on people already knowing the general storyline of Superman coming into the film. What so the heck are you talking about? So listen, so you have never they had gave a more so much backstory. backstory on Superman. So ever. much backstory that that very well may be true, but they still put a lot of emphasis on people already understanding who Lois Lane is and what she means to Clark Kent. What? They meet in the movie. I know they meet in the movie, but everybody already knows that they're love interests. They be, before they come into the movie, everyone knows that Clark Kent and yeah, Lois so you Lane. You have a passing knowledge are, of pop yes. culture, yeah. So they, th- I feel like they didn't invest very much time, nearly enough, into this romance that was supposed to develop between Clark Kent and Lois Lane. All we see of them together is that they're friends, like. He helps her in the beginning. That's how he meets her. And then they become, they kind of develop a friendship. And there's nothing about it that's implicitly romantic until they are in the middle of Metropolis near the end of the film and they float down and they kiss. And it's kind of like if you can, if you look at that kiss, if you look at that kiss and you consider all the rest of the, the romantic development between them. It's just it's essentially non-existent. They're they're friends. Yes, no. he cares for her, but there's nothing that clearly says that he's I want you to imagine that to you're her. a woman but, and you're but, in an ice cave yes, and a monster right. attacks you. Exactly. And save someone <laughs> saves your life. And a, but a handsome rugged man comes out, <laughs> saves your life. He is my boyfriend in one minute. Doctors <laughs> doctors you back to hell. And then you go around the world looking for him. To find him now, you don't think she has any like attachment to him whatsoever? I, I'm not saying that. Let me tell you Even how, if she tell did, you how love they didn't, works. Man. They didn't. When adrenaline <laughs> is high, you know, sparks. That's how it works. I can see it in that sense, but all that aside, I can still forgive it because everyone knows it's a love story. And yes, there is enough evidence, although I don't think they developed it enough for it to make sense. There is evidence of a connection, romantic. I don't know, but. All that where it leads up to a kiss and one of the worst lines ever in movie history <laughs> where they kiss and she says, uh, you know, they say it's all downhill from here. After the first kiss. After the first kiss. <laughs> After the first kiss, they say it's. I don't downhill. know. I've heard worse. You it's, know, there's a line in the first. What in the world were the they thinking? Transformers movie where Shia LaBeouf is like, where'd you get that? And uh, uh Optimus Prime was like eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. I, I think that's worse. <laughs> I think eBay paid for that. <laughs> Personally. But what in the world? There is not enough romantic development, especially for this bizarre romantic comedy line that they threw in. That's them trying to do the upbeat Superman. It was terrible. Thing. I didn't really I bother me. I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was so movie, weird. But, <laughs> but I understood that, they were, that she was in love with him because... Their first experience together other than it went from, hey, can you get her bags when she gets off the helicopter to like, oh, you just saved my life from some alien machine. 
Like, of course she's going to fall in love with him. Yeah, and then, That's true. And then, then watch him fly around be Superman. Yeah, not only that, but then he, he bears his one secret to her. The most vulnerable no, thing he has. I get she it. She knows now, and then they're, boom, that's it. But they, they're boom. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm impressed with the knowledge of love at this table. <laughs> 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 it's very... Well, I, if, you, if you want to correct us, step right up. Yeah, did you, did no, you ever no, doubt us? I'm, no, I'm just impressed with the and vulnerability and Bethany, <laughs> if you marks are flying. You're Lois Lane, and Henry Cavill comes oh. in there, it <laughs> saves you from a monster, and then you he bears his soul to you. You can fight. You keep his secret for him, and uh. then at the end, you see him fight off a monster and be like a super godlike <laughs> man. He flies down and kisses you. Would you say a dumb line, or would you have it all together? <laughs> oh, so you're saying that she was just like dumbstruck? Yeah. She didn't know yeah. what to say. That's when we see her every woman time. If, if that's the case, he should have rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gentleman, though. He, he is. He is sweet. Uh, the other one, the other one for me, it was at the end where they were trying to do something funny again. And he, he crashed that. Uh, oh, the drone thing? The drone, yeah. yeah. And he said, I know Absolutely. you're just trying to find out where I hang my cape. <laughs> Come on, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you're right. No, but they I, had to I lighten up. All those people died. They're like, oh, let's let's give out a chuckle <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, thousands upon thousands of people died. Clearly, we humanize him, and that's what the, all that is Bobo comedy and his like gritty exterior, perfect. Exterior, <laughs> all of that is to humanize him. To mm. he's like kind of a dork. All right. Yeah, he is a bit dorky. And we get it. Superman is a little dorky, especially uh, compared he, to Batman. He grew up out in the country, you know. Yeah, he's kind of Bobo. They're still asking Zack Snyder about that death toll <laughs> in yeah. Metropolis, and recently his defense was, "What about Force Awakens? They blew up a whole planet." That's <laughs> 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 true. That's true, man. Nobody's getting mad at Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that was hugely contentious, um, and if Matt Hughes is probably listening to this right now and being ticked about the fact we haven't mentioned it, it made him mad, that uh, Superman kills a person with his bare hands in yeah. the film. The only Wait, other the of his alien? kind. the alien? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the alien? The only other of his kind, yes. So? Well, there were, there so were two other ones. Bad. So, have a little sympathy. No, so I have Empathy? None. The only surviving oh. Kryptonians. Uh, Superman has a famous... I don't know anything about Superman. Even I know Superman doesn't kill people. Apparently, when the when the scene was written into the screenplay, Christopher Nolan, the producer, was like, no, 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 absolutely not. You cannot have Superman kill anybody. It would go against everything that the character is. And then the screenwriter, David Goyer, was like, yeah, but what about this? What if... And then he paints the mother of all hypotheticals that... This line of lasers is going towards right. a family that it's clutching in a corner, and it's he has a choice, a horrible, horrible choice to make. And Christopher Nolan went, oh, yeah, I guess that's actually <laughs> Again, they're humanizing him, mm -hmm. which I like. And he didn't kill people. He killed a fellow <laughs> Krypton person or whatever. He didn't so kill yeah. people. But to him, that's even more people. It's essentially right. the home invasion scenario to a pacifist. Yeah. What would you do if you do to shoot your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd snap their neck, right? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to break their neck. What I don't understand there. is he had him. He was trying not to. He's trying to force against his neck from moving. Why didn't he just fly away with him? Oh crap, Patrick! His head would have <laughs> just popped off. <laughs> no, I mean like you just pick him up, fly away. No, because they was like they've been doing that. They've been they've, they've been equally matched. Why didn't he just fall backwards? 
<laughs> I thought and the scene was actually his... really powerful. The way that he reacts after having done this thing he clearly didn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, in agony. I was I was pretty stirred by it. I believed it. I wonder how he many takes it. Mm. required to get that that, that perfect, no. <laughs> that perfect no. shout. Yeah. Several of them probably came out with him going, No. And then they had to say, Dig deep. <laughs> A lot Come of takes. On, dig deep. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I don't know what's... Uh, I think Tyler's being a little hard I on the story. Yeah, I, I am. I have high standards for Zack Snyder because he's produced, he's created, directed so many other quality films. I feel like this one just Did you? didn't work well. It was a lot of style over substance, in my opinion. A lot of form following function which is backwards did you have any issue with the the unconventional like flashback flash forward thing that they had no going on for the I, first I didn't have anything acts? against that in particular i do think that it threw off the pacing and it was hard to find a rhythm and really discover kind of where you are because you're thrust immediately into him on that oil rig right mm-hmm. and then you're get th- getting thrown back to him as a kid and then back to it's a lot of like chopped up uh, origin story, yeah, which he, I didn't mind, but it it, it was admittedly he's hard like remembering his childhood while up. he's out trying to find himself. Yeah, 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 and it it did throw off the pacing, but it didn't bother me. What about the jarring? Uh, like you're on Krypton in super sci-fi alien world. And yeah, as soon as you get to Earth, it's back to Earth. There was too much going on on Krypton. There was so many storylines converging at once that we didn't really have any clue about. And I was so frustrated that we were on this planet, Krypton, that was about to explode. No one seemed to really care or really realize it was about to happen except for Russell Crowe. Right. Mm, they were the conspiracy theorists. And yeah, no, no, no. And I then got, you had... Oh, let me finish this thought quick. Let me finish this thought. So you've, you've got these two people who realize the planet's about to explode. No one else is even acknowledging it. And then you've got this rogue m- military militia, whoever they were, going around trying to de- dethrone whoever was in power. Mm-hmm. It was, couldn't even keep up with who was who. Uh, but there, it was basically a coup at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so as this coup ends and they immediately go into trial, they catapult them off the, off the planet in these weird little... <laughs> The phallic ships. Yeah. The phallic-shaped ships. They jettison them from the planet moments before it explodes, essentially saving their lives <laughs> we, <laughs> so that they can... It's pace moments, but we don't really know. And so they, they're saved from the planet exploding and everybody dying, and then they somehow break free like they it's weren't being put into prison it, no it's because krypton they explained in the movie that Kry- even the did outpost they? yes they did <laughs> twice in the movie so <laughs> that krypton gave yeah, yeah gave all the outposts and everything power so mm-hmm. all the life source came from krypton and so once krypton was gone all the outposts and the power so essentially that kept all the, 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 <laughs> all yeah, the prison cell doors kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. opened yeah exactly <laughs> okay they melted away so it was they, good for them man they it's gave good them a really fancy lifeboat good for them <laughs> well they, they still managed to, to commit a crime and get sent off the planet as it was exploding way yeah. to go guys yeah, it gave us a convenient third act of the movie for them to fight. And I got to say, I kind of was into it. I liked their big fight of destruction, Godzilla. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome watching him fight the two underlings in the Smallville, right? Yeah, the chick with the plastic head. Yeah. Ugh, those 
those plastic things. Nah, I was into it. Things. It was awesome to me. The suits were so so cool. Silly. They kept. It was so no. violent. It was when good. Amy Adams had to wear one, and it was. Yeah, that was silly. Was we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that one. Her like that, work blouse. Yes, I. Yeah, it looked weird, and it was. <laughs> it was weird. what she was wearing. No, no, no. <laughs> he has a point with that, but the other stuff is silly. Okay, so on the planet. Uh, so when we first see what's going on on the planet, yes, it's super sci-fi and. And kind of wild, yeah. but you're I like you're it. either watching it in your comfort of your own home, or you paid a million dollars <laughs> to see it in the theater. You better okay. really enjoy it. A million dollars, God! Yeah. What theater are we going to? It's a big screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you see what's going on, and you're. I get it. They're like not explaining everything, but everyone know like they're going in there and they're talking to the council, and basically they're like saying it's. I think not that like it's a distinct thing to earth or they're making some sort of thing here but it's like a big political thing it's like hey the the krypton's gonna be destroyed if y'all don't make these changes we told you forever ago to make these changes and he's pleading with them uh uh jarell is or whatever and then mm-hmm. zod comes in and he's like you know i told you this was going to happen military coup but it explains it one time when you're watching it and then later uh, Jarrell comes back and he's explaining it with visual yeah, for yeah, you to see what's going on. Ah, those moments of exposition were in depth. Yeah, <laughs> and so what are you talking about? You but didn't understand what I was talking about. On. You didn't get enough exposition yeah. over there. Anyway, it was detailed. Mm. So for me, I saw I saw it. It's like, like a magna doodle came to life. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But anyway. So yeah, so you're wrong on that, but you're okay. right on the, you're right on It the wasn't pr- that there was no exposition, it's that there was too much happening at once. And that it, the timing was weird. Yeah, yeah but then later Jarrell tells say. him. Yeah, but later, uh, Jarrell tells uh, Cal L and says, "Like, look, now it's your turn. You know, to like help these people before they make the same mistake that we did." Basically, saying that we, we could. I don't think they were saying it, but it was like these people could destroy their planet the same way we did. Yeah, totally. That's exactly know? what he was saying. And so I think that it made perfect sense to me seeing it that way anyway i'm like because of his history and his background he could lead them in a better way Mm -hmm. and because the sun had turned him into a oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah and the other thing yeah that but the other thing that i thought was so cool about it was like how uh jarell was like talking about how they implemented population control and all this stuff and like obviously that stuff sounds interesting and and all sci-fi and he's like yeah but we you know, we wanted to go against that. So you're the first natural birth and centuries or whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, it's very like, uh, you make your, you, we, you're free to make a choice. You haven't been designed and it's to make this certain thing. It's a very anti-socialist thing, I think. But anyway, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah so he is actually one in a million of all the Kryptonians anyway. Yeah. He's yeah, but he could have yeah. in all the Kryptonian world. Right. Yeah. Well, and it didn't mean he was going to be, make the right choices or anything. No, it's just interesting to the stories. Yeah, I think that Mike brings up a great point because the way that the autonomy of Superman plays a big role thematically in the film and the way that he's pitted against both of his dads to make a choice. So he's got two Robin Hood dads and old school Robin Hood dad is of the persuasion that he should keep secret, that he wants to protect him, the world's not going to like it. He doesn't think that he was even sad that he should have just let children die rather than expose his secret when Superman saves yeah, the bus Kevin full Costner of kids. Was cold-hearted. <laughs> and then other Robin Hood dad, uh, more recent Robin Hood dad, is more of the persuasion. Hey, get out there, son. Shake him up. Look at this cool outfit that you could wear when you do it. <laughs> Go out there and try some stuff. See if you can fly. And Superman 
as Clark Kent, Cal L, has a choice to make. Which dad will he listen to? And he kind of chooses an, an in between. You know, yeah. ne- neither one of them said put on glasses as a disguise and do both. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then it led to that very Hulk origin story where he where bounces he, a few times he's <laughs> jumping long distances and he's got to test it out yeah i thought it was where he, I yeah, liked he's it. got a hulk montage out there flying near the fortress of solitude that was great i liked all the origin story stuff i thought it was way out there and crazy but i think it also shows that the filmmakers really like the source material because that stuff is very dc comic booky like just yeah. hard to follow and understand. You can tell it's a bigger world than they're showing. <laughs> it's, it's very it's DC. It sucks, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the movie screen. I don't really care about it. Well, the, so it, all my critiques aside, my critiques are really screenwriting. Um, I think that it was a really well made movie as far as visuals. But I you really, love really, Zack Snyder, right? I love Zack Snyder, and I thought what he did to make the movie look as good as it was, as it did, I. Five stars. Yeah, Thumbs and, up. And not looked least amazing. A, not least among which is cast Henry Cavill. Am I right, Bethany? That's a smart move. You're not <laughs> talking over there. You're just thinking about well, no, him. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. I just <laughs> sit here and think about. Man, I was going to say the origin story for someone who's not super awesome at comic books. Like, I don't read them. I don't awesome actually think I've touched one before. <laughs> it was, like, really helpful and gave me... A greater appreciation for who Superman was, and I'm glad for it. I was glad for <laughs> it. I didn't feel super confused. Super confused? I didn't. No pun intended. <laughs> I didn't, and I felt like I followed it, which I was really proud of myself for, because sometimes I can't because I don't understand the world. Well, so. <laughs> no, and understanding the world as much as you do, Bethany, not the world. If you had <laughs> like to our world, I mean their world. <laughs> if you had to choose between two Robin Hood dads. Mm. Would you rather have Kevin Costner or Russell Crowe as oh. your Robin Hood? You know dad? what? I was surprisingly liked Russell Crowe in this one. I, I don't generally like him across the board. I've <laughs> but right. I I liked him. I liked the character, but I would still pick Kevin Costner because I thought, oh, he's so cute and like a farmer and. Okay. <laughs> so well, Kevin Costner also I kept saying stuff like, they're not ready yet, or you're not ready yet. Yeah, so do you think like, in the back of his head, he was like, eventually you're going to help. do this? I sure. think he did. And, and he I was think pushing towards that just to like wait till he was ready? Yeah. As a good father? Yeah. Were I you think thinking he, of the song from ra- Prince of Thieves? Everything I do. Mm. Oh, yeah. I do it for no, but I love you. that. I think he was his real dad. You know, Russell Crowe's his father. But I think Kevin Costner got to be his dad. You know? Yeah, I do know. Your dad knows better. So, but he didn't really completely honor his real dad in that case. I like that he did both, but. He's honoring the values of his dad. He's also his own person. His dad's honoring his values. And I'll say it again. He's, we're trying to get the human side of this dude. Yeah. That is what we are getting from Zachy and Chrissy. Chrissy. (laughs) Do you think you'd ever be afraid? (laughs) If you were romantically involved (laughs) with, with Superman, would you ever be afraid for your life? Never. Never? That's what I was thinking um, in the recent movie. We saw. What if he gets ticked and his laser eyes accidentally go off at you? They won't. Time? What if you're like you're making out real hard? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's too strong and it starts no to like hurt you. He wouldn't hurt me. At all. <laughs> I don't even. I thought about that though in, in the <laughs> Batman vs <laughs> <or> Superman. You <laughs> <laughs> thought about making out with Superman? I just thought like, oh, what hard. if you're making out with Superman? Because I was watching, you know, Amy Adams do whatever, and I'm like. <laughs> 
no problem. And I thought she's always going to feel safe because he's always going to come and find her. No, so well, yeah. just shoot for the stars, I guess. Take it <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> if only there was a weird alien. Dude, who's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You know, I would venture a guess that you, that's right, you the listener, you have something to say about Man of Steel. Maybe you feel like we're insane and that it's terrible, it's awful, we didn't hate on it enough, or maybe you feel like we weren't celebrating it enough, or maybe you didn't even watch the movie, now it's ruined for you, and you're feeling guilty about yourself. Either way, we'd love to hear about either of those scenarios, or or frankly anything that's on your mind. So if you want to leave a comment on this episode, go to youhatemovies.com, or you can get in touch with us via social media, Twitter and Instagram, at youhatemovies, and facebook.com slash youhatemovies.